When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Wrestling Inc. It is me, Nick Hausman, and we are back with another edition of the Wink Podcast here over on, well, initially the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. But I want to thank everybody out there for also listening on iTunes and every other great audiovisual platform you can find the Wink Podcast. I am today joined by my partner in crime over at Wrestling Inc. It is Raj Geary. Raj, thank you very much for uh, for joining me today. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. It's storming here right now, and I feel bad saying that because I wanted to make sure to start the show by sending our absolute best down to the everybody down in Florida along the Gulf. Uh, it's going to be a wild day. I hope uh, many of you had the chance to get out. Uh, for those of you that are there, uh, you're definitely in our thoughts. Uh, very scary time situation. So uh, uh, I hope, if nothing else, if you're writing it out and you're listening to us, we're bringing a little joy to you down there uh, in the Florida panhandle. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. stay safe. Stay safe, guys. All right. With that out of the way, uh, we are going to be talking uh, SmackDown today. We're going to be talking Ray. We're going to be talking other news here at the end of the show um, and uh, so much more. We're just going to have fun. We may be joined here. I think we will be joined in just a little bit by Cheer Shot Reality and uh, Wrestling Inc.'s Justin Labar. But we're going to start it off the way we always started off here on Wednesdays, and that is chatting about SmackDown live uh and of course if you guys want to join the discussion the chat room's open you can also share this out everywhere i uh i enjoyed the way smackdown live kicked off last night raj uh it was the smackdown women's title rematch between charlotte flair and becky lynch uh, i tweeted out i hope these two are all 120 minutes of the show move everything else to next week i really wanted to you know just see these two i love the work becky and charlotte are doing and uh while it was a double count out wasn't really uh, anything definitive. Didn't need to be. These two keep rolling along. Uh, Raj, what was your take uh, with the opening bout? I, I, I thought it was great. I think these guys, uh, these girls have uh, great chemistry. They're the best thing uh, on SmackDown right now. So I, I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, my, my thing is, because I think this is the best view that they have right now, every time they do this match, I feel like it dilutes it a little bit. But this definitely, you know, it has the storyline. It's building to the, the last woman standing match. So all these non-decisions ultimately leading to a, you know, there, there's a reason for it. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's more special when you're seeing something for the first time or the second time as opposed to the fifth time. But I thought this match was really good. I thought it was the best thing on the show. I thought, um, you know, and, and even though they did the crappy finish with a, you know, a, with a non-decision, I, it was well done. And uh, I liked it. I, uh, it's it's kind of funny how um, it was weird at Super Showdown with Charlotte being the babyface. How she attacked Becky uh, after the match, and then Becky still kicked her ass. <laughs> that was, uh, you know. And there's something to it, and, and it's non-traditional. And I know you say these two wrestle a whole bunch. Again, I'm not a numbers guy. Like I don't care how many times they wrestle, as long as I'm still emotionally invested, which is what I, I very much am with these two. And I like that Charlotte. Got went over the edge, lost her cool, did something heelish, and got out healed by Becky. Right, that that just kind of put Becky, I think, even further over the line as kind of this gray 
area character. And they don't do they don't do this kind of storytelling really that often in WWE. You know, they they this is the style feud people wanted with Bailey and Sasha Banks. Hundred yeah. right? And so I agree with you. I thought I thought the way they did it was great for Becky, and she's the probably the hottest non-top person so far. She's not a you know a top you know main eventer yet. Uh, I think she's on her way. But for her character it was great. For Charlotte, it wasn't so great. It made her look, you know, makes the baby face look weak when they go out for their revenge after the match and then get beat up. But that's fine with Charlotte because she's been on top for so long uh, that she can afford it. So it was, it was interesting that they did that because they wouldn't do that with, say, like a Roman Reigns or, you know, someone like that. But I, I like what they're doing with Becky. Um, I still would rather they had saved the first meeting between these two for uh, Evolution. Uh, you know, after Becky won the title, but uh, other than that, you know, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match and uh, a, a strong opener for the show. Yeah, and this was really the bridge, right? Because later in the show, and I guess we can get to it now because it's within the context. You know, this sets up the very first ever last woman standing match. That's what we're going to get at Evolution. And um, I'm yes and no with you on this. Yes, I I think that um, uh, I I don't think they needed. To, to do a match here on SmackDown, I think you could have waited for Evolution. Um, I don't think they need it to have a, a last woman standing um, uh, stipulation to it. We did uh, we did some coverage of the Molina interview this past week. I know she she touched on that and she said how you know in the era that she was, she was there were less women gimmick matches, but she thought that allowed the women to kind of stand on their own as wrestlers in those bouts. So I don't I, I mean doesn't feel like they needed it. I understand why they did it because that's kind of a thing they've been doing is che- uh, checking off those tick marks. But if you're going to do it, these are the right two women to do it with. It definitely feels like a blood feud. And I, I think it's going to make for, for a great evolution about. And with that, Justin Labar has joined us uh, hot. Wow. Right off the airplane. What were you in Vegas last night? Like high roller. What were you, where were you at Labar? I don't talk about the nightlife. Oh, my apologies. I didn't, never asked Justin about his personal life. A L- lot of secrets. A lot of secrets. Right? Not, not as many that are stashed in that mustache of yours. That's where I hide them. I hide all my secrets in my mustache, you know? Uh, real quick, uh, since you're here and you brought up the mustache, I, I, we'll get back to SmackDown in a second and remind me, Labar, to get your take on the, uh, the evolution bout. But I was, like, at Raw on Monday night, and I had the stash, and my girlfriend had to go out of town last second, so I was by myself covering the show. And I was surrounded by children, and I didn't know anybody. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. Right time for a mustache? I don't know. I don't wear it that often. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Labar, the yes. last woman standing match at Evolution. Do you think that this was the right move? Do you think these two women need to do a stipulation bout? Should they have even wrestled on SmackDown last night? Should they held off? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm usually not in favor of obviously having a pay-per-view match, and which is what they had obviously in Australia, and then giving that same match uh, again, you know, on on free TV. I, you know, I, I think it does. There is it goes. It doesn't matter whether it's pay-per-view or WWE Network. It does. It, there is a devalue in having the repetition. However, I, I think that because they needed to have another, you know, because they're trying to continue to have match after match after match with 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 faulty finish and and and, and finding all these gaps that they need to. They need to tighten by doing a last man standing. I'm okay with it. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with how it how it went off. I think a last man standing match or a last woman standing match, um, the feud certainly, I think, warrants it. You know that this feud is it's you know it's there. You know like we you know we talk about sometimes 
you know, feuds might get rushed into gimmicks, but I think this does warrant it. I think that the the fan interest is there, you know, even though it's it's opposite of what WWE seems to uh, uh, maybe want. Um, so yeah, I mean, I you know when I saw that they're gonna have a match on SmackDown, I was like, eh, as much as I like Becky Lynch, I didn't really want to see the repeat. But after seeing what it's gonna lead to, sure. Yeah, yeah. as long yeah, and I, I just hope that they don't do any sort of match between these two until Evolution now. Because sure, yeah. again, this is like the fifth variation that they've had uh, in the last couple months. You know, going back to SummerSlam with the triple threat. I think no tag matches with them on the opposite sides. Don't have them wrestle again. You know, make it special. Do the build up. Uh, make it. You know, I think this is the match that's probably going to steal the show. Um, honestly, so. Uh, just just build it without having them uh, wrestling over and over again. Yeah. Uh, it was, if nothing else, a very different way to start the show. I liked that they got right to the action. Too many WWE programs, especially the free ones, start with some kind of promo at the top of the show. We got right to the action. And a great visual at that half-hour mark, the first 25% of the show, with Charlotte going and spearing Becky through the monitors at the top of the, the, the screens at the top of the ramp. They're going to play that. You're going to see that a million times before you die. I promise you. They're going to play that so often. I, I wouldn't have been upset. I, I did like the hot start. I noted that on, on my live tweeting. I like the hot start. No, you know, get right to the business. Although looking looking now in hindsight, I wouldn't have been sad if this is how they ended the show and that the entire set comes down collapsing, warranting a new set for next next week's SmackDown 1000. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the reason I, I think you know it's tough to say the logic. I think the reason they did it at the top. So, and not to close is because getting to the point that Raj is making about how many times they've done this, it's been done in that main event uh, largely quite a bit. I think starting the show just gave it a different energy, right? It didn't have the same kind of finality expectation to it. So, my take. Uh, hey, before we get going here with the rest of uh, SmackDown and talking about it, I want to take a second here uh, to talk about our good friends over at SeatGeek, guys. Uh, did you know that getting tickets online is far too complicated it is it's very hard and with hundreds of sites out there varying levels of reliability you know it's hard to know who to trust and that's why our good friends at SeatGeek, they're the way to go they pull millions of tickets into one place so that you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay and there's nothing quite like being there in person just like i said monday night raw being there in the action here in those fans that's where you want to be i like being out in the field and SeatGeek is going to get you closer to the action for a great value. You know, it's designed to make ticket buying easy. It searches all these sites. It grades every ticket. It helps you immediately identify the best seat, which is where you want to be. Right there, close. If you want to feel the sweat, you can get that. You want to be in a box? Go up in the box. Hang out with Labar. That's where Labar is usually at. He's usually up in one of the nice suites up there. Uh, every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets. You can make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts, comedy, theater, pro wrestling, and uh, Raj, I know you have the app, and uh, you love using the SeatGeek app, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, I have it open right now. As soon as I go to it, it shows me what's coming up in Denver. We've got the Foo Fighters, uh, mm. 21 Pilots coming up. Um, it's so easy to find tickets for popular events. And you find stuff like I mentioned before, my wife. Uh, we went to the Lady Gaga concert. Uh, we've been to Broncos games. We've been to wrestling. All through SeatGeek. It's made it so easy. That's all I use now. Um, I think once you use it, you're going to stop using all the other stuff. It's so confusing with everything out there. You don't know what's kind of a scam. You don't know what's getting you the best price. And this just makes it simple. You know you're getting the best deal. And uh, it's great. And it's easy to use. Yeah, very easy, guys. And the best of all, 
is for our listeners, for people watching at home right now, you're going to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. You just got to go over, download the app, use the promo code INC, I-N-C, just like that, just like Wrestling Inc. That's the promo code INC. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Go enjoy a show. Life's an event. Feet Geek, they have the tickets. All right. And, and not just uh, Lady Gaga, Bon Jovi, Ario uh, Speedwagon. Um, we saw Common. Uh, so tons of, you know, everything is on there. So it definitely. And Kids Bop. I took my kids to the Kids Bop concert this last Sunday at Red Rocks using SeatGeek. So uh, yeah. use it for everything. So it's great. Definitely check it out. Absolutely, guys. Uh, it is. It is fun to be there. I love being live at events and concerts and stuff. Go get SeatGeek. INC, Inc. That's the promo code. First time. All right. Back to the action here at SmackDown. Uh, of course, we just watched Charlotte put Becky through that big screen at the top of the ramp. They've played that already a couple times. Still to come, they remind us Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are going to be on Miz TV. Uh, Big Show is going to make his return against Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe is going to take on Jeff Hardy in World Cup qualifying matches. Speaking of, let's get to that match right now. Samoa Joe taking on Jeff Hardy here. Uh, This was for the WWE World Cup qualifier, which has already seen uh, John Cena qualify. And uh, who was the other one from Raw that qualified? Kurt Angle. Oh, that's right. uh, El Conquistador. Of course. Um, So now we have Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy here. This match ends because uh, Samoa Joe stoppage, uh, knee injury, Jeff Hardy advances on. I was a little surprised. I thought this was going to be where they would pivot and start to reheat up Samoa Joe. Justin, do you know anything about why or have any insight into why they went with the Samoa Joe injury angle instead? Well, it was a way to protect Joe in a sense in terms of, you know, him not losing, you know, flat out getting, you know, uh, you know, like it it was a way to protect him. And I mean, let's look look at this World Cup. This World Cup is obvious. It is, um, it's a nostalgia thing. You know, look, I mean, we look at who they have right now. I mean, this is very much the nostalgia or the, you know, you know, these are guys that all have were established by WB, um, you know, years earlier. And that's what it looks like that, yeah, that's what they're basing it on. So maybe just the fact that Samojo is not a, not a guy that's been in WB for as long as you know the the other ones that we've seen as qualified. I think that's what it comes down to. But yeah, I mean, I you know I don't know what Joe's future holds. I, I tweeted this last night that you know I, I feel more confident than ever at saying that it is a very real possibility that Samoa Joe may never hold a WWE World Championship. I just I feel like I you know I just he's he, he's good, and I feel like they, you know that we've seen him in a match with Lesnar. Obviously, we've seen him feud with AJ. Uh, hasn't got the title in any of those senses, and, and there's and there's no shortage of people in line behind them that are going to be worked through in the WWE system. Uh, so I, I just I don't know with his age and with the fact of how they how they have used him so far, I just wouldn't be shocked if he never gets a world title. Um, but in terms of Jeff Hardy winning, I think it's all a nostalgia thing for this World Cup. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Justin. It definitely felt like he's going down the ladder. Um, I, it, it feels like his. It, it definitely feels like they don't see him as. Uh, a top, you know, or near the top guy right now. Um, so, which is unfortunate. The, the, the two things I didn't like about tonight's show. Well, I, I didn't like this finish. First of all, uh, if you're going to do two crap finishes in a row, uh, why even put Joe in that match? If you don't want to beat him, put someone else, you, you, you know, people are still going to watch. It's not like it's going to affect the ratings, put someone else in there and let Hardy get, you know, a pinfall victory after he just did a non-finish. So I didn't like the ref stoppage. Also, I didn't like that. They just bring Hardy back from no story. Um, and Big Show too. It's just we just announced it on Twitter. Big Show hasn't been around in a year. Um, why not use some storytelling as to build them up, build their return up? You know, have them talk about being injured and, and what they're coming back from. 
Uh, it doesn't have to be a giant storyline or anything, but just, you know, give it a one-week build. Be like the big show's returning next week. You know, he wants in the World Cup. You know, something to, instead of just throwing him out there and be like, hey, Big Show hasn't been around for a year, but here he is. And- I, I thought about it more with Big Show. I feel bad that I didn't think about it with Jeff Hardy as much, but you're right. The last time we saw Jeff was that Hell in a Cell match where Randy Orton was, like, going to rip his ear off, right? Yeah, and well, he, he was stretchered out, you know, and, you know... He- Supposedly suffer these big injuries. Why not? It's like they didn't even mention it. It's just well, like, hey, hasn't been around for a month. And with Big Show, they acknowledged it once the match came. Um, they, they acknowledged it during the match, and they, they could have, to Roger's point, they could have built more off this. They said how we hadn't seen Big Show in, in, in a match uh, since last time. You know, it was, since he got injured and he needed surgery because that that vicious uh, cage match with with Braun Strowman. So yeah, to, to Roger's point, they could have announced last week that the you know that, that Big Show wants back in, and maybe even a case of where you know. Raw wasn't going to let him let him be on there because of the destruction he and Braun caused. So therefore, you know, Page has you know acquired him for SmackDown. They they, they could have. There definitely there definitely was. It was out of nowhere uh, that they that both of those showed up, especially Big Show. And it doesn't take much thought to to bring him back. It's not like you have to do a giant intricate storyline. Again, you could do do a video promo of him saying how he's been he's been gone. And to your point about explaining why he's now on SmackDown as opposed to Raw, and and. I just think they drop, just drop little things like that where it's not a difficult story to tell. You could come up with something pretty easy and, and point out, make, make people think that when Jeff Hardy stretched out like that, that it matters, that, they're, you know, that it's, it's a big deal. To bring him back, totally fine and not mention it. I'm surprised there wasn't some kind of wink and a nod back to what he had just come back from. But, you know, and maybe, maybe the story is Jeff Hardy is just a very laid back guy. You know, he's like... <laughs> Stretchered out, ugh, went and mowed some, mowed the lawn, took care of the kid, and you know, back to wrestling. You know, <laughs> that, that sounds that sounds a lot more like RVD's gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> and if this was just, if this only happened here, and, and they're usually follow up on stuff like that, then maybe. But yeah. this happens up and down, you know, all the time. Yes, yeah, you know what? I think Jeff and RVD, the, the, that should be their stable. Just like you know, they get beat down, and they're like, you know what? It's cool, man. It's wrestling. I get it. You know, whatevs. RVD, I remember one of my favorite RVD things in WB where I think it was Vince where he's like, tonight you're going to face The Undertaker. And and RVD was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that yeah. was like, that sold me. Like, I love The Undertaker. Comes out, there's all that smoke. I love smoke. It's great, right? <laughs> Uh, then uh, we got uh, speaking of video packages though they actually had some really nice video packages on Smackdown last night I wanted to take a moment they did the uh, the Randy Orton and Big Show uh, World Cup qualifying stuff here I thought that did do a, a decent job of trying to reintroduce Big Show to the audience a little bit better I think than they'd done with Jeff as you brought up um, and yeah I like the Orton one too just some good stuff um the announcer shows a video package for next Tuesday's Evolution Reunion at SmackDown 1000. Of course, this is the build to next week's big show. Uh, and then we go to the ring. And I know that you said that you thought, Raj, you said this, I think, before Justin joined, that you thought Charlotte and Becky was the best segment on the show. And it very well could have been. But this Miz TV with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, I loved this. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um what did you what did you uh what'd you think of this one raj i agree i i thought it was definitely between this and the opening segment i thought these were the two strongest things on the show and these two things made it you know a, a big thumbs up for me i thought the rest was pretty um was it was okay i thought big show and orton had a much better match especially for how long big show has been out of action uh, hardy and joe didn't do anything for me 
Um, but I, I definitely thought this was – I thought all the guys are on fire. I think Daniel Bryan is so believable in his promos. He doesn't sound like he's reading a script. He doesn't sound like he's acting. Uh, and so AJ, I think he has difficulty sometimes with sounding natural. Like, uh, But I think feeding off of Daniel Bryan, he came across better than he has in a long time. And, uh, you know, because I think a lot of the stuff with Joe, he came across as kind of corny with some of his reactions, with trying to be outraged and things like that. Whereas Daniel Bryan, it seemed a lot more uh, natural and believable. So I, th- I thought it was really good. I thought Miz was really good uh, being the antagonizer. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, in many ways a dream match. On When you look at SmackDown Live, uh, Nakamura should have been, Nakamura and AJ, but that kind of got squandered, but you know, this is, this is one of those that I think a lot of fans were looking forward to when Daniel Bryan came back early this year. I think when, when it was announced he was coming back, I'm like, oh man, can you imagine Daniel Bryan and AJ and Daniel Bryan's kind of fallen off a little bit with how they booked him. But I think this is uh, it's a good way to build him back up. It's very interesting. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on the dynamic here, Justin. It's very interesting because Daniel Bryan is like kind of bullying the Miz, right? I mean, I've, it, it, it's a, it's weird. You know, the two-minute man stuff. Like, I don't, it, it, the, the, I'm not saying it's like a, it, by any means, like a kind of double, you know, turn or anything like that. But I was listening to it. There's just a, it, it's a weird dynamic between these two right now. And I can't put my finger on exactly where it's going to go. I have an idea, but I, I don't know what I make of this dynamic. How about you? Well, I mean, they have they have just such great chemistry. They they have probably the best rivalry currently in WWE, and so much of it is because it, it you know it's, it does stretch back eight years ago. I mean, it was, to a per, you know to WWE had no idea when they did the NXT competition show and had you know a, you know Miz as the the mentor or whatever they called him to Brian. They had no you know the WWE had no idea that eight years later these two would would this would blossom and, and go to what it is. Um, you know, I, I'm convinced that based upon the extremely short match they had in Australia. That that is a sign that WWE wants to protect it on a big stage, and that they are going to do this match at WrestleMania, and it will be for a title between Miz and Brian. I'm I'm, I'm on that belief now, and it, there's just such natural chemistry. It's easy to believe because it, it, there's a lot of belief to it. There's a lot of realism to it. You know, um, the, the, the two men, you know, Brian Danielson and Mike Mizanin, are complete polar opposites in terms of you know, you know, in terms of their lifestyle, in terms of their background. Uh, everything, and in terms of in terms of their appeal, uh, largely to their audience, and they they feed off of that. Um, the, the the things that are pulled from realism, the things that are pulled from message boards, always get more of a reaction. You can go back to Brett and Sean in the '90s, Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan, Matt Hardy, Edge, anything that has some real life spark to it. Uh, people pick up on, and this has a real life spark. These two, you know, they they respect each other and they're professional, but they generally are just complete different sides of the coin. Um, and 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 then they go to the fullest, and they never they never drop character. It sounds very natural, and I agree. AJ sounds kind of he he's kind of the odd man out in this threesome in terms of uh, in terms of being able to hold his own with 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 you know, with Brian and Miz. Well, and I, I like that he. But I didn't mean to cut you off, but I like that he's framing this bout with Brian different than the bouts he's had with Joe and like Nakamura. You know, he, he's more of just accepting this as a gentleman's challenge and sitting out and letting these two kind of fight. And, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, to your point, Justin, we'll see if they can hold off on uh, building this to WrestleMania. I don't know what else they do for WrestleMania, so maybe. Um, I kind of see them doing a triple threat at Survivor Series with Miz, AJ, and, and uh, Daniel Bryan. I can almost see Miz being involved at the finish at Crown Jewel, uh, just because it does seem like they're tying Miz in a little bit. So, And, and with that, usually 
it means the next show. Um, but we'll see. Um, but, you know, I, I do think, again, Miz in the WWE title food feud just doesn't do it for me. I, I just think if you show your friends um, and you tell them, hey, I, I'm watching wrestling. You guys want to see the champion? You point to the Miz. They're like, what? What the hell are you watching? Um, whereas, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't do that necessarily for a Roman if they look at him or an AJ. Uh, guys that look like athletes and, and don't look. Wait a minute. First off, I mean, you, you can make that case for a lot of people. I mean, Finn, Finn Balor was champion for a day, but I mean, like, all right, AJ Styles right now, if you put AJ Styles side by side next to the Miz, the and Miz bring, it, a it's not a size thing. It's, it's, what, 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 what like, are like, you can look at Connor McGregor. Connor's a small guy, but the way he carries himself, he doesn't come across as corny. When you hear the Miz talk, it sounds like everything's, uh, kind of a sarcastic joke like uh he comes across as a reality tv star and that's looks, not someone you see as a badass athlete and he looks always, like the he wrestling does. champion is always growing up with people watching was always presented as this badass like the the toughest guy in the room not the guy that could do the best moves but you know like someone that could uh, actually hold their own in a fight see, but does I don't, not give that vibe but i don't i don't think rick flair who did it 16 times i don't think rick flair ever looked like a badass he looked like a million bucks he looked like a guy he would <laughs> he looked like he could hold his own well he also he also like a guy who would do anything lie steet and shield to make sure he had that title and that's the miz the miz comes out in a bright red suit. cheesy the miz, rick the miz flair never seemed cheesy the miz looks the miz wears very nice suit has a 10 for a wife that is on his arm everywhere sure. he goes uh, now he's a family man, so that takes it to like a new kind of arena. And he's the kind of guy you could send out, and he does. And this is his thing, and you know this, Justin. He goes out mercilessly and hits every TV opportunity. Always does interviews, represents the brand well. He's one never, of the never, and never breaks character, by the way. Well, it's him, right? He's kind yeah. of found that sweet spot where I mean, I really do think he just went off into the woods and watched Kaufman tape for like a week straight, like six years ago and came out on the other side a different person. Um, but I, I, I disagree. I'm with you, Justin. The Miz, to me, looks, acts, feels the part of a WWE world champion. I don't know about more than AJ Styles because AJ's got his own kind of luster. But, yeah, I, that guy is deserving of at least another run. Yeah, I don't see that at all. I think if someone, if they say, like, oh, WrestleMania, we're going to do Braun Strowman versus – AJ Styles, like, oh, no, Braun's going to kill AJ. But if they say Braun versus The Miz, you're like, what the hell are they thinking? That's such a joke. I, it's funny. Braun Miz. Miz but entertaining, not in a – it's a joke to think of him, and you think how funny it's going to be that The Miz is facing Braun Strowman. Miz is a big dude, right? And, like, when they – him and Braun did – sure. It, it's not size. They dumped him in a, a garbage truck. Right? <laughs> it was, it no was, one thinks of Braun as a joke because he was dumped in a, a trash compactor. No, but Miz made a, found a creative, entertaining way to try to level score with Braun. That was very Yeah, it'll be entertaining, but it's a joke very, with the, the Miz in that level. No, disagree. I think, and here's the, and I'm going to go on a little different path here. So I'm, I'm also of the thought that I want to see, I still want to see Daniel Bryan win the belt by beating Miz. And right, how do you get there to that? And so I was immediately, like, when the two-minute match happened and Brian won with that small package, or uh, the roll, no, small package, I got it right. Um, there, was a, there was a thought in my head. I was like, well, I don't know where they're going with this, right? Because this should be about the chase and Daniel Bryan finally getting the big win. And they gave him the big win, and they gave him to him really quickly. And so in order to get some longevity out of this, I have to believe 
that Miz is either going to cost Daniel Bryan this match or take him out before the match can happen. That's what I think is going going on here. Uh, do I sound insane talking at, like at Crown Jewel? Yes. They're, they're gonna not gonna deliver. They're gonna yeah, deliver. They're, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna advertise to Saudi Arabia and on this special to see Dana Bryan versus AJ and not give you that match. They're yeah. they're gonna, well, they're gonna to. okay. Well maybe not take it, but then Miz will I don't I think Miz will play a part in costing Daniel Bryan that bout. And and I guarantee you, if it's Daniel Bryan and the Miz at WrestleMania, it'll it'll probably be opening match or in the middle. Uh, it's definitely not anywhere near the top. Yeah. And also I don't I don't know if WWE wants to put Daniel Bryan in that world title position. You know, we've seen that. We, last time he came back, they put him in the Intercontinental title uh, hunt because of his history with concussions and stuff. You see, like, once someone has had the injuries that Daniel Bryan has had, they, it, it takes a long time for them to get the faith, you know, back to put him in a world title. Uh, they never did it with Dolph once he lost the World Heavyweight Championship due to, you know, when he had the concussion and, and was out for a while. Um, uh, I just don't see them uh, putting Daniel Bryan back as world champion anytime soon. I hope Raj, I'm wrong because I, 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 I'm a big Daniel Bryan fan, but I don't see it. Raj, that's a valid point. It's something that I, I was bringing up back in the spring when Bryan first came back around Mania uh, is the fact that, you know, hey, he's not going to jump right into the world title picture right now because they are going to be hesitant. But I will say, I think, you know, the fact that they're, the fact that they're doing the medical monitoring, they are on him after every match he has and, and everything. I think, you know, if, if he gets around to, to this upcoming Mania, that'll have been a year that he's been back and he's worked by all accounts, to, you know, a, a pretty you know, a good a good enough schedule to test on. It's not like he's been working, you know, one match a, a month. Uh, I think I think if if it, if it fits, if it makes sense. And again, we've seen the WWE Championship is uh, secondary to the Universal Championship. That's the other thing. When Dan O'Brien, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, when Dan O'Brien, you know, won at WrestleMania 30, and then of course three weeks later is out. Um, th- you know, that was the only world title. He was the only world champion. Uh, but now they have two world titles, and we, we you know, again, we've seen the Universal tends to be the one that they, they think more highly of, or at least we think that's what Vince uh, looks at. Uh, sure. So, you know, so th- so it is a little bit of a different situation. If he gets around to a year at WrestleMania, and, and he's been still healthy, and it makes sense for him to, you know, complete the story with Miz, and again, it's it's one of two world titles, the lesser that uh, in their mind, I think it could happen. And I just think there's something to the idea of Miz getting involved in this and destroying everybody's hopes and dreams selfishly. Like, that's such a, you know... If he if he cost in and then then he becomes the next number one contender and AJ's got instant heat with uh, Miz for costing Daniel Bryan this man he respects his title opportunity and and then slithers his way in and then if Miz is able to beat AJ get that heat I think it's even more for Daniel Bryan to overcome him just for me I I, I understand the allure of the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match I just don't feel like now is the time to go out there and let those guys do that classic I think you can have them go out there and do a very good match. But I do hope that this match does in some way serve as a pivot to lead to bigger things, if that makes sense. And it probably will. Um, you know, just looking at the SmackDown roster, look, I could totally see them doing the Miz versus Daniel Bryan at Mania. I don't see them having Bryan win is the thing. And so, you know, there is the there is that. And if they do, I think it would be a short, short-term thing. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but... I, I just think uh, there's not much else. I mean, what else is there? Uh, you know, when you start looking at the WrestleMania picture right now, on both Raw and SmackDown, uh, where do they go with the Universal title? Usually you can kind of tell by now. And last year was clear. It was going to be Roman and Brock uh, the year before. Um, who could they do? Triple H and Roman? Is that the Triple H and Roman year? I think so. Uh, it's right. not as clear this year. There's a lot of different ways you could go because there's not, there's not the obvious out there. I mean, Strowman versus Roman, I guess you can do, but they're kind of feuding now. So it seems like a hard thing to, 
to push all the way to Mania, especially when they've already done that match. And they usually don't like to do those uh, matches that they've already been doing recently uh, on, at Mania. And if it's The Rock, uh, that's one thing. But if it's not, then there's nothing so obvious. Yeah, they're, 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 they're definitely changing up the way they're doing their major shows right now. I have noticed that, that coming along with this global expansion, wanting to make a big amount of noise in Australia, make some noise in Saudi Arabia, they're kind of dedicating one or two dream matches to each of these little major shows they're doing everywhere right now. And so I do think there's something to the idea that you're going to see a lot more dream matches, and then come time WrestleMania, maybe, maybe they spice up with more star power. I don't really know how they start to differentiate WrestleMania more because it does feel like they are starting to give people more, uh, you know, dream matches more often. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think, I think as much as I love Braun Strowman and I want to see him be universal champion, uh, I could see with the fact they've reunited the shield and now it looks like we might be seeing the split come soon with Ambrose. um, I I could see for the universal title, a triple threat between the shield members. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's roll along here. This match spun out into uh, AJ Styles taking on Shelton Benjamin with The Miz and Daniel Bryan uh, sitting ringside. I thought Daniel, this was a very fun match for me to watch because you had two of the best wrestlers in the company, AJ and Shelton, in the ring, and you had two of the best. Uh, maybe, I don't know if I'd say Daniel Bryan's one of the best talkers, but his and Miz's chemistry is some of the best chemistry in the company on commentary. It made for a really well-rounded uh, about here, real entertaining amount of television. I thought Daniel Bryan did a good job of explaining how Shelton beat him last week to earn this chance to take on AJ, and maybe this could be something a step stone to something even bigger for Shelton. I know that was a, a little thing, but I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was nice that Daniel Bryan was making this feel like a more important bout than I think it, it could have felt. Um, Raj, what was your take on this match? I thought it was good. Um... Honestly, I feel like – I think I expect a lot out of Shelton just from stuff he's done in the past. He hasn't – his matches haven't been that great since his return. Uh, they've been – they've ranged from average to good. Um, and, I, you know, Shelton versus AJ was one of those things that I always would just assume would be a blow-away match. And I thought it was it was fine. Um, yeah, I, I just – again, I just see Shelton kind of lost in the shuffle as a singles. Like, I feel like he's best suited as a tag team. And uh, that's I, I, that. My impression didn't change tonight. Uh, and yeah, I mean, same for you, Justin. I mean, I, I again, I don't think anything was changed here. Uh, I, I think Shelton came out looking a little bit better, a little bit more credible. I mean, it wasn't like just a throwaway match on main event or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Real quick, I, I think we've seen WWE that even if they, even if a wrestler. Pulls their own with a top talent. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Andrade Cien Almas, you know, they gave him a lot with AJ. And he, 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 it's not like he, he was elevated to the top. Uh, he's kind of where he was and he, where he's been. Uh, maybe even lower, actually. Um, and same thing as the Revival. They had an awesome match with, uh, you know, Dolph and Drew a few weeks ago where they gave them a lot. Uh, it was an awesome match in Denver. I was at that one. And then... I don't think a revival were even on Raw the next week. So, you know, having an impressive performance in the ring doesn't re- really mean much with WWE right now. Well, it's very much, it's funny. Everything you just said there, Raj, is very much what The Miz in character is talking about, which is, I mean, <laughs> you can be a great wrestler, but it's, it's, it's the showmanship. And let's, let's be honest. If you're in WWE, let's, let's really be honest. If, we, if you're in WWE, really everybody should be able to hang with everybody. It, when we say, oh, you know, almost got to, it's just, it's just because almost was a, you know, guy who had been in NXT, so this is the first time we're seeing him with 
you know, world champion status people on, on, on a SmackDown. So, I mean, but if you're in WWE, everybody should really be able to hang with everybody. Uh, it, yeah, it just comes down to what, you know, what is your character? You know, Shelton Benjamin just doesn't have any character. He, you know, he's, 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 he's always been kind of been pegged as a tag guy. Um, he's super athletic, but yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't, that's, that's why I said last week, actually, um, I said last week, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having Shelton be like a little, you know, bodyguard or secret service, you know, for, for the Miz. I mean, the Miz always does best when he has an entourage because it fits his character, uh, and his, you know, Hollywood star type thing. So, um, that might be something, you know, again, so that gives, it gives Shelton Benjamin some context of who and what he is. Yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I agree with you, Justin, 100% as far as character. It's the most important thing. We've seen that time and time again with WWE. Last thing I'm going to say about The Miz, you also have to have the credibility. Miz uh, doesn't have credibility as a tough guy. you got to have a character and credibility that you can actually beat somebody's ass. And Miz has the great character and great promos. Such and he's entertaining. Hater. All right. Such a hater. Uh, man, yeah. Disagree. <laughs> disagree. All right, uh, now uh, we are, at, by the way, after the bout, AJ raised the title, Daniel Bryan, standing ovation there for AJ. Two great guys. It would be horrible if something happened to their dream match. All right, um, still to come, Randy Orton uh, versus the Big Show in a World Cup qualifier in the main event. But now it is time, as we come back from the break, for Aiden English. He's in the ring. He shows us a glimpse of one night at Milwaukee last week and how he says he got six-figure offers for people. Uh, Gawker, TMZ, they want this video. But he's got a better idea. Tonight he's going to show us the director's cut. Uh, I won't bore everybody with a recap. You all watched it there. He played a little bit more. He's he's so confident. He's soiled uh, the good name of Lana here. But lo and behold, lo and behold, Lana and Rusev were able to get the full unedited version because Aiden English's password to his computer is I heart Rusev. <laughs> and so they hacked it. They hacked his computer. They broke in. They took the video. They showed the whole thing. It shows Aiden to be this creep who makes a move on another man. It's like his friend's wife, and she denies him. And uh, then he huffs and puffs and, and closes the laptop computer there. Uh, Rusev laughs. Then Aiden makes a comment about how Lana, after she's done with those Rusev days, to come enjoy these Aiden nights because the offer still stands. Uh, Rusev runs, grabs him, gets a hold of him. Uh, uh, as, let's see. Yeah. Then they go to the ring. Rusev goes to the Machka kick. English escapes the floor. Lana and Rusev stand tall as they look on at English on the ramp. So haven't quite, he didn't quite get him. But Rusev's very upset right now because his friend made him, I mean, made him, he's going to murder this man. Uh, you're both married, right? Yep. I am not. Uh, I, I have a girlfriend that I love very much. If somebody did that to her and I had video of it, I'd be very upset. I can only imagine how you guys would feel. Did uh, we'll go, go to you first, Justin? Did this did this go a direction you were pleased with? Did you enjoy this? Well, first off, they glossed right over the whole Russians and hacking, uh, and you know, they, they kind of just they missed they missed that one, or maybe they, maybe they purposely did. Um, yeah, I mean. I mean, I, I would have liked to seen this maybe draw a little bit more out. You know, I think they had people, they had all of us on the hook there. Uh, so I think they probably could have got another week or two out of it. But, um, you know, Aiden is getting good heat. So I guess they just want to kind of cash right into it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously Rusev runs after him. That's good. I mean, we this this needs, this needs is, this is going to be critical how they follow up next week. Like, we need to see, like, you know, 
footage of you know Rusev attacking Aiden as he's up, or arriving to the building. Or, you know, we need to see something. You know, just just as I said with Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, how when they had their match in Australia, I said prior, I said this this is one of those ones that needs to start quick that they can't do you know lock up and everything, and that's what had happened, which I'm glad. The same thing kind of here. You know, yeah, you're talking about a man's wife, and we have video footage. It's it's, it's going into that personal thing. So yeah, I mean, they need to follow up with the same. Um, uh, intense personal gravitas uh, as needed. Yeah, absolutely. Raj? Um, to, to your question, this was something, you know, like if Aiden had shown that video, if it was my wife, you know, she would just have told me what happened. <laughs> I would have been it, but... Yeah, why didn't uh, Lana tell Rusev about it? <laughs> yeah, like they're, you know, they're acting an hour later on the Mixed Match Challenge. Like, you, you would think they would have had a chance to explain something uh, that quick. But regardless, uh, I I thought uh, last night's segment sucked. I liked the I liked it the week before. I thought this reveal sucked. I thought it was done too soon. To Justin's point, I thought it was corny. Uh, it was kind of cheesy. Um, I I just think of all the different ways they could have went with it, and it was the easiest. It was done too quick. Uh, again, um, it's just the, the lack of storytelling. It's like going too quick, and you know, I, I just think I, I didn't like it. This didn't need to drag. I, this this seemed very opening match uh, when it was all said and done, like a, a kickoff show match. This didn't this didn't need to drag on for me. I didn't need it to go another week. I did the, 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 the Justin two weeks ago. We did the show. I storyboarded exactly what was going to happen, and it happened the way I said it. Right. Well, I mean, again, I, I think if, if we could have just got more teasing with the video and more, th- I don't know, I, I think you could have got a few more weeks out of you it. No, I agree. I, I think with that video, you probably couldn't have done more. But you could have had Rusev come out say, look, I know what happened. Nothing happened. You're, you're a scumbag. Uh, Aiden kicks the crap out of him. We, you know, the video's never really shown or it could be shown later. But, you know, it's kind of like the, the savage flair with the Elizabeth pictures, you know, where it gets heated. Like Rusev is pissed that he's making these accusations even, and that's not true. And you go from there and it, you know, it's, it's like something he's really upset about as opposed to they're laughing and calling him a creep and they're having a good time. And that's, there's no heat in this. Like all the heat was just taken out. I don't want to see them wrestle after this. Yeah. Aiden looks like, uh, oh, Aiden looks foolish, but do I want to see Rusev get revenge now? No. Uh, dude, when, when Aiden shows up next week with like a eight indie wrestler entourage, cause he's so scared of Rusev. And, you, and they and they try to keep apart. I I'm all, I'm about it. There's emotional stakes here. Whatever you can play around. They're laughing about it. That, well, he wasn't laughing. He was trying to murder this man after he made the Aiden Knights comment. That was the thing that put him over the edge. But you made a very good point, and I like that you were like, "Well, my wife would just be honest with me." That's hilarious because I had not thought that. Like, yeah, after this, wouldn't Lana just be like, "Hey." Maybe we stop Rusev Day, right? <laughs> like, maybe this is defunct now. Uh, yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I you know different shows for different folks. I don't mind this. I you know I it's a soap opera. This is very we don't see a lot of this stuff too often. You know I don't need it to go another week. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, um, I don't think the video stuff needs to go another week. But I think Rusev should have been pissed that she's making up these lies about his wife and want revenge. And Aiden English is avoiding him like the plague. There we yeah. go. All right. There we go. All right. Here we go. Another Now, next week we said there is going to be SmackDown 1000. This will be a huge show. This will be a big Wednesday next week here, so come on back uh, because there's going to be a big bout. It was announced that Rey Mysterio is going to be competing against WWE United States Champion Shinsuke Nakamura in a non-title match as part of the World Cup qualifying tournament that's going to be going down in Saudi Arabia. People are freaking out about this bout. I mean, I'm excited about it, um, but it doesn't have the kind of 
insane dream match type in my head it's i don't know it wasn't the dream match i kind of pictured for ray it should be a good bout uh but raj did this one tickle you did you get as excited as much of the other iwc did I, again i think let him come back first and then announce that match and build to it and and you know i i just think hey ray's coming back oh and he's wrestling nakamura next week I, I just I just prefer more of a story. And I have Ray come back, Nakamura interrupts, um, saying, you know, you're saying whatever. You can see you can say he's old, this isn't his yard or whatever. Um, but do a little build to get to that match and then do it. Um, and again, you're gonna have so many eyes on and this is what I hated with Raw 25. You got so many eyes watching it, right? You're gonna have Raw's SmackDown's gonna have much higher rating than usual next week. Build some stuff for the following week. Raw 25, they just Threw all this stuff out there with no build for anything else. You got you had 4.5 million viewers tuning in for Raw 25, and then the numbers just dropped back to three the, the following week because you didn't have any kind of follow up going anywhere from there. And so you know I, I, I I'm all for Ray and Nakamura. I think it'd be great, but do a little build, man. You know, give give fans something to get excited about. Justin. Well, I see your point, Raj. I mean, I think, again, we have to remember that they, you know, because they're on a time crunch of, uh, of approaching the Crown Jewel show, they want to get these uh, <clears throat> World Cup participants announced, so they need to get these qualifying matches done. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we all have having a story around it. But, you know, I mean, you know, Ray, Ray made some one-off appearances earlier this year already, uh, you know, one of them, I believe, being in Saudi Arabia. So, I don't know. It, it's They're doing all this other announcing of Evolution, Undertaker. They're doing those, all these other appearances. It is kind of nice to have a match advertised to, to, to look forward to, especially a match that is... Um, fresh and in the day and age where we see repeats of matches a week in, week out. So, I mean, I, I don't mind it. it it's nice. It, I, I'd rather this. I'd rather it be, I'd rather have an advertised match of this. It's going to be competitive. Ray's probably going to win. He's, he's again, nostalgia going to the World Cup here. Um, but but it, it, I'd rather this versus, oh, Ray Mysterio's returning and in action for the, on SmackDown for the first time in however many years. And it'd be him versus pick most low level. Hasn't won, and you know, I don't know. Kurt Hawkins, Kurt Hawkins on Raw, but you know, at, at least, at least, we're advertising a competitive match against a title holder. Yeah, man. I mean, again, I didn't hate it. I don't hate it or anything. I just think uh, I'd like to see them. And uh, it's not saying that they won't, but history has shown that they don't build for the next week or, or future stuff. Um, you know, I think that would have been a good opportunity to build something for the following show. Because I do. You still have time before Crown Jewel uh, the following week to, you know. So you can still do the World Cup match on on the ne- the next week's show. I do agree with you about you know use the use the uh, enhanced uh, you know, use the more eyes on you to 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 try to better your next week. I mean, I, I was at the Raw twenty five in New York. I was at the Manhattan Center, and yeah, I, I, when I walked away from it, I was like, okay, cool. I got to see Undertaker here, and I got to see DX, whatever. I was like, but you know, they did nothing to to help anybody for the following weeks. So you're right about that. And if you're gonna do SmackDown 1000, you're gonna have Ray there. I feel like we gotta get Dominic there, right? Ray's son. I mean, we gotta look back. He's, he's like this on this show. I am my father almost lost custody of me on this program. Like that's the sit down I want after. That's what I want on Talking Smack. You know, what is the long term effects of the fact that you almost, you know, lost your father almost lost custody of you on a SmackDown ladder match? You know? Well, I mean, he is training to be a wrestler. Um, so I t- they totally could utilize them, but and I know WWE they don't uh, necessarily stick to their old storylines. But did it was it left off that he was Eddie's son, or did that turn out to be a ruse? I think he was Eddie's son, right? Exposed. I think it was all exposed in the end, and Ray reunited with his son. And okay. I don't think that they, I don't think they left any loose ends. With that. It was another, it was another false one night in Milwaukee. <laughs> 
One, uh, one, one night in Mexico City is one of them. That's remembered like a decade later, whereas I don't think one night in Milwaukee will be. <laughs> All right, main event time for SmackDown. Uh, another World Cup qualifying match. Uh, Randy Orton versus a returning Big Show. Show looked very good here. Got a healthy reaction from the crowd. I think maybe even got the biggest reaction of anyone on the show. Um, we can debate that. And uh, Randy Orton picked up the victory here. A little surprising that Show would come back and lose his return. Uh, I, I think uh, based on what I was thinking, what I was reading last night on Twitter, and I think everything, I think a lot of folks thought that maybe Big Show was a talent that had been requested by Saudi Arabia to come. So interesting, you know, I don't know, just a little bit of misdirection there. But real fun match. Show looked good. Uh, Randy Orton moves along here. He'll be in the World Cup qualifying match. Uh, with John Cena also in the quali- in the tournament, uh, I could – very easily see Cena and Orton in the finals there. I think that'd be, you know, kind of one of those dream matches you could see over at Crown Jewel uh, or repeat from the past. Um, uh, I'll start with you, Justin. Justin, did you, uh, what'd you think of this main event? Yeah, it was a good match. You know, I, I remember thinking to myself, you know, c- considering how many times these guys have probably been in the ring with each other and how long they've both been on WWE TV, um, this, probably, this, probably, this match probably needed the least preparation, least producing of anything. I mean, it's probably just, you know, give these guys the time, give them the finish. Uh, and just let him go call it in the ring. Uh, I thought they did good. I thought Big Show. Let's give uh, some 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 props to him. Look look physically looked to be in great shape. Lost some more weight. Um, so good you know, good by him. And uh, yeah, I mean you know it wasn't anything. You know again we've seen this over and over. So I agree with you. I I, I could have seen Big Show. I could have seen Big Show win this easily. You know returning and like you said maybe being a special request. So that, you know was a little little surprised that Orton won. But um, you know it was what it was. Uh, I don't I don't know if I don't know if this is what I want. I don't. I don't know if I agree with the placement of it of it being in the main event segment. I think you could have uh, made it. I think you could have made a case for a lot of other things on the show to be in the main event spot. But nonetheless, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, you could have done the Miz TV into the AJ uh, versus Shelton match. That was a very respectful ending. You could have done the Charlotte Becky spot. I was also a little surprised. It kind of felt compared to the other highs that we had been to on yeah. the show. It feel a, a little bit flat there. Raj, uh, how about you? Uh, I, I, I didn't like that they bring Big Show, who's – it's been 20 years since he made his WWE debut. He's a legend. Um, comes back from – just Google on Wrestling Inc., you know, just go to the search on Wrestling Inc. and look at uh, Big, Big Show's surgery, and you see all the stuff that happened to him over the year with the complications from his surgery and the infections that he suffered and, and how it kept derailing his comeback. And to come back from all that for a throwaway match where he just loses, uh, it just felt so anticlimactic. It felt so weird um, when you could put anyone else in that spot. It's a fresh match, fine, but why, why have him come back to lose um, when he's been gone for a year? Why not put him in a meaningful storyline? Uh, and even if he's going to lose that storyline, uh, use it to get someone else over as opposed to losing right off the bat. So I, I didn't like that they did that. I thought the match itself was good. I thought Big Show looked fantastic considering he's 46 years old. Almost, you know, his size, his age, all this stuff that he's been through and to come back his first match back and, and to, to kill it. I thought he looked awesome. And, so, and, why um, not, and, and why not hold his return? For the following week for SmackDown 1000, you know. Yeah, I mean that's what I was saying. Like, have some build, do something. You know, have Paige uh, announcing the World Cup Finals. Big Show's music hits. You know, he's like, I've been out for a year. I want, I want in. I want to in this World Cup Finals. You know, and we set up a match for next week. I think he said it on Twitter. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, for everyone that follows Big Show on Twitter. Uh, they saw that, but you're talking about millions and millions of people. You could have had a, a, a you know, a proper build. And again, why do it if he's going to lose? 
All right. Uh, that takes us to the end of SmackDown, guys. Uh, we got a couple news stories here we're going to use to wrap up the show and touch on to keep you informed. Of course, go to Wrestling Inc. every day of the week to go get all of your news. Of course, if you're doing that, you know that uh, there was an injury angle on Monday night with Kevin Owens following his beatdown from Bobby Lashley. Uh, it looks like this could be a storyline injury to cover for a legitimate knee injury, a knee surgery that, uh, that Kevin Owens is going to be going in for. John Pollock from Post Wrestling uh, reporting that yes, this is legitimate. They're doing. They're they're hoping that this is going to be minor knee surgery. We're not really sure uh, at this time. I don't think of what the return timeline looks like uh, because of this. He's been pulled from the mixed match challenge. Natalia is going to need a new partner. Uh, and um, uh, uh, yeah, I'll stop there for right now. Uh, Justin, do you know anything more about what Kevin Owens is dealing with right now? I don't know the extent of it. Uh, I, I do know from what I've heard, it's something that. He has been dealing with for a little bit of time, but uh, I, I can't get clarification on whether or not he informed WWE prior to or waited until after. But I know that he did not want to get pulled from the Australia match with John Cena and Elias. I know, I know he wanted to make that commitment. So I think. Uh, so again, I don't know whether he told WWE and said, "Look, I can, I can, I'll, I'll tough it out through that and then write me off," or if he waited until after the Australia match and told him, "Hey, I've been, I've been taking one of the team, but now I need you to get me off." Um, you know, so uh, you know, it, 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 any, any which way, good by him for you know, like, you know, getting through this and not hopefully not you know injuring himself any, any any more severely than what he already was. But I, I don't know what to what extent, if it's minor, major, how long we're looking timetable was. How about you, Raj? Any more insight into what Kevin Owens is dealing with here? No, not not as far as the the extent of the injuries, but it definitely when you're watching it on Monday, uh, it was definitely clear that it looked like they were writing him off. I couldn't. It was one of those things uh, you can tell if they were necessarily writing him off or just using it to get Lashley's heel turn over more. But when they do a, an injury, when they're writing someone off a of TV for a bit, that's what they do. You know, like the, the the person works over a random body part all of a sudden and is attacking it. They, they did the same thing, Lashley and Sami Zayn, when they had to write Sami Zayn off. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious. Um, you know, he, he's uh, – and, and who knows? Maybe they forget about it and he comes back as a heel. But if he comes back as babyface, it might be a, a breath of fresh air for him because he's I'll- kind of been in, in, the, in the same role for a while. Yeah, and I'll say this. You know, I, in Chicago, Monday Night Raw, I was in Chicago this past Monday night uh, – Less than 48 hours ago, I was sitting in the Allstate Arena. And when they announced Lashley and Kevin Owens, I, no, there wasn't, like, uh, a whole lot of interest. By the end of that match, that place was going insane. I have not been in a building when a double turn like that has happened to that level. I've never been in an environment where I've so passionately watched uh, a crowd go from liking and hating somebody to hating and liking somebody. And it was very, very, very well done. I didn't completely understand why they chose Kevin Owens to be the one to, to do this Lashley uh, heel turn with. Now that I know that he's going to be gone for a while, it uh, seems like a good fit. He did a he did an incredible job being a, a baby for one night on the last night before going away for a while. It was just uh, it was just incredible. It was amazing to be inside of it. Leo Rush as the manager, it, he gets a lot of heat. I, I love this act right now. I don't know how it came across on TV, but it was very powerful being inside of it. Uh, all right, and the other piece of news that we're going to talk about here to wrap it up, Maria Kanellis is going to make her return to WWE television tonight on 205 Live as Mike Kanellis, her husband, uh, is going to be joining the 205 Live crew as well. Raj, I'll start with you. What do you think of Maria returning? I think it's great. I think it's it's very telling that they kept Mike off the TV until Maria's ready to return. You know, like he's been on main event and stuff, but they he hasn't really been on Raw and SmackDown except for maybe a Battle Royal appearance or something here and there. Um, 
So I, I thought that, I think that's, I don't know. But um, Mike Kanellis on 205 Live, um, you know, they weren't doing anything with him anyways before uh, Maria got pregnant. I mean, before they got pregnant. So, um, you know, hopefully it gives them something. You're so married. They got pregnant. So, all right. Justin. Uh, I, I, would get, I would get yelled at. Justin. <laughs> Justin. Uh, Maria Canales. What do you think they could do with Maria and Mike there on 205 Live? I mean, Maria drives the money train here. She is the money of this act. Um, I mean, it's it's funny, but it's fitting that they that, that they use her last name, and that's kind of you know the whole love gimmick. Um, I, I don't know what to expect here. I mean, I, I agree that you know, they really weren't doing anything with Mike anyway. So I mean, at least put them on two or five live, and maybe something can 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 come off of that. Um, I don't I don't I don't have a creative pitch for right now of what you do. I mean, you know, Maria is the one that, that drives. So that's why you know they did wait until she's ready to come back because she is the in their mind she is the the, the A to his B. So, does, does it make a lot of sense for Drake Maverick to be the GM of 205 Live anymore? He's so pivoted away into the AOP stuff. He fits so well there. I could, I would love to see Maria in that role. She's a great talker and she's, she's smart. I mean, that Paul Heyman will speak praises about Maria Canellis' mind and entertainment ability all day. Uh, I think she'd be wonderful in that slot. You know, you know what would have been great is if they announced Maria as the 205 Live GM before Mike even came up. And then after a couple of weeks, she announces that Mike's in. And then she keeps giving a little favoritism to him and in matches and, like, stuff he's requesting. And so, you know, you kind of have that, uh, that uh, you know, someone, like, kind of abusing their power a little bit. But, you know, it's a storyline. It, 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 makes, it makes it interesting. It gives him something. And it, it makes her uh, – it gives her more heat. She's uh, – 205 Live needs something. And I think you're I right. Think I, it would have been something. I think that's a good idea. I, I think you know. I think you could still do it and use Mike as some hired muscle for a little while till you spin. Off. I mean, it's a story. It's an emotionally staked storyline. There's something built in there. Um, I don't hate it. Yeah, I just hope it's not just him now feuding with Lindsay Dorado with Maria in his corner because Maria's got so much talent. I'd, I'd like to see them do more with her. All right, and that's it, guys. That's another Wink podcast here on Wednesdays in the books. We're back every Wednesday at noon Eastern live. It'll be me, Justin, and next week. Uh, Glenn is going to be back. Glenn Rubenstein, right? Did I get his last name right? That is right. That is correct. Sweet. I'm less than two weeks in. I've already got first and last names down. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be back here every Wednesday, noon Eastern. Uh, tomorrow, I'm dropping uh, the latest edition of my podcast, uh, available on the Wrestling Inc. audio channel over on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to have both men that are in the Bound for Glory main event. I've got interviews with Austin Aries and Johnny Impact. I, if you're watching Survivor, it's tonight, by the way. So, so watch that. You can see Johnny Impact, Johnny Survivor on television tonight. We'll be talking that, Bound for Glory for sure. And, of course, I'll be chatting all the news with a special friend. It's supposed to be Bill Apter, but Bill's already kind of like, so we'll see. I might pop them out for somebody else. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm at Wink Rebel, W-I-N-C Rebel, over on Twitter. Follow me there. Justin, where do you want to send folks to follow you? At Justin LaBar on Twitter, and I will have a new episode of my podcast, Wrestling Reality, that will be out uh, on Thursday. And, Rock, how about you? Where do you want to send folks? Uh, just keep checking out Wrestling Inc. Uh, you can, yeah, obviously, I'm on Twitter, RogerGary303, but uh, we got tons of stuff from uh, last week's Winkly, uh, Nick's uh, interviews with Brian Cage, David Arquette, more from that. Uh, stay glued to the site. There's tons of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, man, always a moving and a shaking. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it.